Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is Molecules and Shit, and this is a science podcast. I am your co-host, P-Funk, at P-Funkin' Around on Twitter. And I am joined by your host, Koki Negra. Doctor? Sir! Uh, one week closer to January 20th. That, that's all I can, that's the only thing I can focus on because Thanksgiving and Christmas aren't really anything to look forward to anymore. <laughs> yeah. So our new holiday is January 20th. It is. I actually already asked my Congress member. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I even, uh, <laughs> I hate to say it. It's Jim Oof. Jordan. Oof. Uh, but I can imagine not too many people in this, in in this area will want tickets to the inauguration if there's going to be an, an inauguration mm-hmm. i've asked for tickets just in case so you can only get them from your congressman is that correct um that's not entirely correct but that's usually the best way to go about it ah uh, oh you could ask your um your mom to ask on your behalf right she could try it in pennsylvania sure yeah so i mean how okay so if you were to get the tickets, how what would make you feel safe going there? Like Look, what I've precautions been would they all take? All year long, so I just. Oh no, not the flying part. When you're actually there in like an, in attendance, like what would what would t- would to you mask. be safe? I would I would not be standing real close to a bunch of people, um, and I would I've already asked for decent seating because I want to take my mother and she needs a wheelchair. Hmm. Okay. Honestly, I'm really not that. I don't think I'm going to get the tickets. I don't think they're going to have that kind of inauguration. I'm just hedging my bets, just in case. Just in case you want to be part of the the, the lifting of the veil, the end of the nightmare. Yeah, just just in case. <laughs> just to see it up close. I don't see it happening, but you know, it could. Yeah, I'm I'm I am going to look forward to whenever we kind of get a handle on the pandemic and things are a little bit cleaner. I'm looking forward to enjoying going to visit like buildings and institutions around DC. Cause before it was just depressing or it was filled with scumbags. So like, I would like to go on a, a white house tour once they bleach the shit, <laughs> scrub it down real good. I, you know what? I just do not want to see the inside of the white house for quite some time. I, I is that dirty you think i mean everybody got it it's got to be in the carpet it's got to be in the drapes it's in everything i don't think so i think they're just that sloppy i really do think they'd be yap yap yapping in each other's faces and don't be washing their hands and just precaution to the wind i really do think so i'm not even sure it's like oh it's you know it's steeped in something we can't see or forgot to clean i just think they're being sloppy yeah, but if you're being sloppy, how do you know you're not getting it all over everything? The furniture and the, like it's it's in the building. But doesn't it only like last on surfaces for what is it like a few days, a couple days? Supposedly, but mm. they're not leaving until January. No, I want that whole place steam clean before I set one foot in it. <sighs> I was I was just talking about the last time I went to the White House and it, it's been a while. I think Valerie Jarrett called us in. And they had all this crazy security because Obama was still in the White House then. Mm-hmm. And people were trying to jump the fence and get in. And, you know, he had all kinds of crazy um, death threats. And, yeah. you know, it was just it was nuts then. But they had the funniest system because 
you don't get to just walk in the White House to a meeting. You have to give all your information and mm-hmm. your social security number, and they have to make sure you have no warrants. Then you get in and you show your driver's license, and then they let you go one more place. And then the next stop, there's a dog behind a fence who's sniffing you to make sure you don't have any bombs, mm-hmm. except for the fence is not a good fence. Like it, It's supposed to be a wooden fence. But the, I don't know who put it up, but the slats were really far apart, so you can clearly see the dog. Yeah. Like, oh, so it's not a surprise. Oh, okay. Seen. It's supposed to be unknown to you, but you see the yeah, dog. Oh, okay. you can see the dog's tail. You can see the dog's nose. You can see the middle of the dog. Okay. But, like, either get a regular fence where you can see the whole dog or, or put up a wall where you can't see the dog. But you can't do both at the same time. Right. So I'm watching them like, there's a dog back there. Fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And then you get to the next door and you have to show your, your driver's license again. And then you go through the medic, the, the metal detector. And then you get to go like down the hallway to wherever you're going. And like, there's so many places for somebody to sneeze. No, I'm not going for a year. They have to steam clean everything. Honestly, I'm concerned about Joe Biden moving in on the 20th. Yeah, like, it needs to be steam clean before Yeah, that. and you know he's not going to, you know, give them he's, the, the courtesy of leaving. Like, no. Mm-mm. No, I'm saying I don't think you can rely on the Trump administration to give them the courtesy of, of leaving three days earlier to give them a chance to clean and steam clean and just have people out of the building and Look, clean the virtual filtration system. I would, have Joe, I would have Joe Biden in another housing or some other facility for like at least three to four days before he actually moves into the White House. I think come the inauguration, Trump will not go and he will not leave the White House. They're going to have to drag him out. I almost I know it'd be really tacky. I almost want him to just kind of sit his shit on the curb like an eviction. <laughs> like in the ghetto. Yes. Just have trash bags with his gold tinted shit just hanging out. His fucking golf clubs bent all the fuck up. Stupid ties and suits just hanging over the fence railing yes that that is the ideal image i have it's like i want someone waiting outside the door with a with a stopwatch waiting for noon and just be like well bag that shit up <laughs> yes Ugh. come get your shit <laughs> that would be oh just so satisfactory that'd be worth the price of admission to the inauguration honestly if i could see that if you see that and you take copious pictures oh 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 Likes and clicks for days. <laughs> that is so funny to me. I'm sorry. That no, we can't do that. No, we. we uh, I really want them to. I, Why uh, wouldn't it be marvelous? I want him to be out golfing, going fuck you guys, and then I want whoever the next <laughs> head of the Secret Service is to just be like, bag that shit up. Here's some hefties. <laughs> I stopped at Costco. <laughs> Get that shit on the curb. Ugh. My heart would love it. Yes. Oof, that would make yes. that would almost make the four years worth it. Just to ugh, get your shit out of here. Oh uh, no. Mhm. And then when he tries to fly back from his golf trip, it's like the, the plane just don't pick him up. It's like, no, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Air Force One has been has been occupied. Yeah, just leave him there on the golf course. Call an Uber. See, not calling. I just want everything to just collapse around him at noon on January twentieth. Ugh. <sighs> but yeah, but that's just my, my, my fantasies. It's probably not going to happen, but that's what I want to see. That Whew. needs to be a comic book. 
Oh my god, I, I I I would love there to be just like a comic strip in the Washington Post, like in the weeks before, just kind of lampooning his lack of preparation to leave. <laughs> I want Biden like walking through the halls with a measuring tape, just like excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Well, yes, a can of Lysol and a measuring tape. But yes, this is not a this is not a roasting. This is this is a science podcast, so I guess we have to get to stories. Let's see. Um, okay, so the Biden administration has already started preparations for how to attack the coronavirus. And one of the first things, hurdles they have to get over is the testing issue. So it says, President-elect Joe Biden's advisors are planning a massive expansion of the United States coronavirus testing capacity to help bring the country's spiraling outbreak under control. They're focusing on new ways to detect people who are infected but not showing symptoms to keep those potential super spreaders from passing the virus to others. Strategies under discussion, uh, according to four experts, include increasing the availability of cheap rapid tests using the Defense Production Act to beef up the supply of pipettes, chemicals, and other key testing materials, and strengthening federal coordination of testing. All right, so just from that, what, what, what impressions do you get of their approach? Does that sound effective? Does it sound like it might make a dent? Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so it's clear that many of the liberals and the members of the Democratic Party really want him to use the Defense Production Act. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's pipettes that's the problem. Okay. Um, it's the fact that there are only so many machines and there's only... It's true that the, there are problems with some chemicals, but there are only so many machines that you can use at one time. They're only so so often it can be run. It's like saying, I want more cupcakes, mm -hmm. but you still only have the one oven. Now you can put more than one cupcake pan in the oven, mm -hmm. but unless you get more ovens, there's only so many more cupcakes you can make. So what's the oven in our scenario? Those are the platforms on which the testing is done. Like, labs are not getting any bigger so you can put a couple of platforms in the lab but you can't put um an infinite number of platforms they're they're big machines sooner or later you run out of room do they need to be in a lab situation could they be looking at other facilities to put those machines to run the test well you still have to have the same conditions no matter where you do it like you can't just put one in your garage mm. can't have um so it needs to be sterile running them so it needs to be sterile to... right a sterile environment no it doesn't have to be a sterile environment but each one every laboratory is is um certified by some organization and mm -hmm. they have strict rules on what everything should look like what has to be available like even even i had i had um an accrediting agency come and look at my facilities to make sure i was teaching the proper way and there were certain things that had to be in that room and that's just to teach the lab techs 
that's not even in the laboratory itself. You... So it's, you know, everybody seems to think like, oh, well, you know, you need more. You just go out and buy more. It doesn't really work like that. I think most laboratories are running at the at the top of their productivity right now. And unless there are more laboratories, um, it's not going to change a whole lot. And the s- supply of pipettes is entirely incidental. Well, I think I think part of it is the the way that people are looking at it, or at least the way I'm looking at it. It's like when you have a an earthquake or a a huge highway car pileup, where you have an emergency room that's inundated with patients. After a while, you you say, well, I'm not going to not treat people because I don't have enough nurses. You just start going to other staff to fill some of those functions. So it's like I think people are looking for avenues of flexibility where we can up our, you know, capabilities and not just say, well, you know, we don't have enough of these machines so we can only test this many. I think people are trying to think outside the box and say, well, what can we do or use in order to increase our our capacity. And I'm saying thinking outside the box sounds really good if you're talking about I'm making widgets. Mm -hmm. Thinking outside the box when it comes to testing that is life or death, there's only so far outside the box you are allowed to get. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like saying, okay, well, we don't have enough staff. Let me get this high school kid and and give them the, the responsibility of this. That you can't do it. Or... Uh, we need more nurses, so let's just go get the tenth grader and let them do it. That that's not how it works. Like there are some things that you can slide by with when it comes to medical testing. Mm-hmm. No, there's no sliding. Hmm. So you're saying we're kind of already in a box. There's not much that we can do to vastly increase testing. Well, what we can do is what I'm doing and trying to crank out a, a whole bunch more clinical laboratory scientists Mm. um, so that they can, I mean, there are some, there are probably some facilities that they can't run COVID testing on all three shifts. If you have enough people, maybe you can run that third shift Mm -hmm. of COVID testing. Okay. Um, You know, if you can manage to get enough funding, you might be able to bring in that second machine. Um, I know where my students have just finished their micro clinical rotations, one of the hospitals brought on a new machine, which made things very difficult for my students who were trying to learn because all everybody in the in the lab had to be working on how to bring on more COVID tests. Mm. So they got shorted on their training because there was just nobody to be able to do it the way they used to because they have to run, you know, 100,000 tests in a week. Mm. And just to tie it together, this is kind of the scenario why experts were jumping up and down back in February and March because they recognized the limits to our capacities in some of these areas. And so they wanted to try to keep numbers low to prevent these type of situations or these types of decisions, right? Uh, Yes and no. I I think they were more concerned about uh, testing for real health care in, in terms of the doctors, the nurses, the respiratory therapists that they knew were going to be overwhelmed. I mean, it's overwhelming in the lab, but there's, you don't have a, you're not looking at a patient who can't breathe. Mm. You're looking at a test. I mean, it, it's very hard. It's a lot of work, but you don't have the patients calling you and crying and their families calling you and crying. I think they were trying to save the near patient 
staff more than the laboratory staff. Mm. So it's I'm looking at this article and it seems like the Biden administration or at least some of the experts that are advising them have identified uh, asymptomatic uh, carriers as like one of the key problems to address. Absolutely. Does that that sounds right to you? Yeah, because obviously if you see somebody and they're hacking and they're coughing, you're going to stay away from them. Mm -hmm. That's not the person who's going to get you. The person who's going to get you is the one who doesn't know he's sick yet. Mm. So let's say, for example, I'm let's say I'm an asymptomatic carrier. I've gone to the grocery store. I touch something and accidentally, you know, scratch my eye or whatever. Some the one in a billion chance. And so I've got the virus, but I don't have any symptoms. What what should prompt me to get tested? Like what at what point am I going to decide like, okay, I need to get tested because I probably have it? Well, I think what they're what they're probably going to do is start doing this. Everybody gets tested once a week or everybody gets tested every three days or something like that. Mm. So when I go to work, so my division is all health and wellness. So there's a bunch of nursing, nursing faculty and dental hygiene faculty and physical therapy faculty. And we could not teach at a distance. Mm. So all of us go to work every day Okay. or every day we have to teach. In my case, I teach five days a week. So it's every day. Mm-hmm. Um, when we come in, we have to have our temperature taken. If you don't have a mask, they give you one. Like, I think it's, you're going to wind up having tests like that. Every time you enter somewhere, you might get a test. Oh, wait, do you get tested? So wait, you get tested every day or every, no, I get, once I a get week? my temperature taken every day. Mm-hmm. And how often do they test you? I have not been tested yet at all. Oh, okay. So that's that's the next step I see that makes sense to catch the asymptomatic people. So we had someone who absolutely had COVID, COVID positive, and got it really quick and exposed my 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 second year students, and they were out of class for 14 days. And you know, she got it one because she worked at the hospital, she was able to get a test really fast, and we knew she was positive within. I guess she was exposed on a Saturday. By Tuesday, she had the test, and she also had symptoms. Mm-hmm. So it was really quick. But I think, you know, people, a lot of people who get this are going to remain asymptomatic, but that doesn't mean they're not spreading the virus. Right. So I think what we're going to wind up having to do is have the same kind of thing. When you walk in the door, they take your temperature, they, they stick a swab up your nose, and then you go to work. And, and that would be once a week, right? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, so I'd be like once a week, right? It should be. So let's say that you're you're on the right track, you're right, and all the experts on the Biden administration agree with you. My concern is then how do you convince people in the Dakotas to participate willingly and with eager cooperation? How do we get that to hey, work? You're the one who understands psychology. I don't know. I think what's going on in the Dakotas is the, the native nations are doing really good mm-hmm. at stopping that. So you start with them. Okay. And basically the people who come onto the reservations or whatever to work, you can't come here and work unless you're tested. You can't come here and gamble unless you're tested. You can't do anything here unless you're tested. Okay. And there are people who, you know, 
float in between there and the large cities, I guess you could call it a large city in, in the Dakotas. Eventually, you know, it has to become one of those things that people shame each other into doing. We are good at shame for everything else. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to shame people for this. I just don't understand why this is so hard. I don't want to die, and I don't want to kill anybody. It's just that simple. I I don't know. I really wish. I, usually I'm good at bending my brain around different people's motivations to see why they don't want to do something or why they resist something. But usually the stakes are, you know, mild embarrassment or maybe a loss of money or a loss of face. But in this case where the stakes are so high, I don't understand why people aren't willing to budge or bend on on those things. And it, and we're past the point now where earlier on people were doubting it was a thing, it's a hoax, it's not real. But now it seems that we're almost across the board. Everyone acknowledges it is a real disease. It is a real thing. You can catch it. But they're still resistant to any of the precautions or or any of the steps to take to kind of bring it under control. And I, I don't know. I'm at a loss. And I don't know how even the once you have the power of the White House behind it, you're going to fix that problem. Because a national strategy isn't going to work unless you're just going to bottle them under a dome and just keep the Dakotas, the Cotons in Dakota. I, I, I don't know. It's just going to constantly be fucking up the, the game. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, is there a way? I, mean, I, I guess that's not even a question for a scientist. That's a question for a, a lawyer. <laughs> is there a way to keep people in their state for at least a short duration of time? I guess short Only- of martial law. Only shutdowns, which we've already tried, and people lost their minds. And broke them frequently, so. Uh, yeah, it's it's like even when we do have people in high places doing the right things, it's like now it's the, the water's been so poisoned. People aren't willing to just cooperate and participate for the betterment of others. It's It's, it's infuriating and really confusing at the same time. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. <sighs> well, okay. Let's see if something else can possibly save us. Um, I saw this article, and I, I know... So we spoke uh, a couple months ago about someone have catching it for the second time, COVID-19. And now I'm seeing this article came out a day ago. It says, could COVID-19 immunity last decades? Okay, so it says the body builds a protective fleet of immune cells when infected with COVID-19, and in many people, those defenses linger for more than six months after the infection clears, according to a new study. The immune cells appear so stable, in fact, that immunity to the virus may last at least several years, the, the study author said. The amount of immune memory would likely prevent the vast majority of people from getting hospitalized disease, severe disease, for many years. Co-author Shane Crowdy, a virologist at the La Jolla Institute of Immunology in California, told the New York Times. So, it, have you heard of the study? Did you get a chance I to really look at it? I have heard of the study. I've seen lots of discussion of the study, and no matter what it is, we still don't know. I mean, La Jolla is a great place for immunology, and Crowdy is probably a really good virologist. But the thing, the thing that concerns me is that coronaviruses are often responsible for colds and we know that immunity to colds doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. It, the other thing is 
everything that they're saying, yes, there are memory cells. We don't know how long they're going to last. We This virus is now just a year old. So it's going to have long-lasting, we don't know. What you have to do is follow those same people and keep challenging them. So we won't actually know if the immunization, if the immunity lasts for a decade unless we no. wait a decade and actually That's observe right. it. Jesus. Okay. Because we don't know anything about this virus. I think this is the thing that nobody really gets in their brain. It's not just like this or just like that or in measles we have this. This is different than everything else. We don't know until we know. And I think that what's confusing to people who aren't um, microbiologists or immunologists is they will see articles that say, okay, so we've broken down the uh, the genetic code for the virus. We have X number of patients with the virus. We have all these studies coming out. And then they say, well, we don't know enough. Like, well, what more do you need to know? I can kind of see the the the, dis, the disjunction there. You know what I mean? Well, if I said to you, when you just had a baby, the baby's like three months old, tell me how tall this baby's going to be when they're 10. Can you do that? No. No. I know I can't. That's the no. same thing with this. We have ideas. You can look at the father's family and you can look at the mother's family and you can guess, but you don't know. Mm. So we're at a point now where we have a whole lot of very educated guesses. No one yes, knows anything. That's okay. what research is. A whole lot of very educated guesses. And sometimes your hypothesis stands up and sometimes it doesn't. Now, the idea that there are memory cells is a good thing. But as far as we know, antibody production only lasts around six months. Mm. First, the first studies we saw, it said it lasted up to three months because that's as long as the study was. When you're a scientist, you don't say, well, maybe it could be longer. No, this is what we can prove. We can prove three months. Then when six months came out, they looked and they looked again. And, okay, there are still some antibodies. Okay, so now we know they would last up to six months. You can't say it until you can prove it. So now there are oh, – we talk about these people all the time. There's a portion of the population that will say, oh, scientists don't know anything. And it, if what we – say right now is we still don't know enough about the virus i mean what's the, an effective way to communicate what we what scientists actually know versus what are educated guesses versus what is advisable under the circumstances like you, you know what i mean like i can see how people can get the messaging confused i think people get the messaging confused because they don't actually listen to what people say hmm. so when tony fauci tells you Based on the data we have right now, this is what we think. Mm -hmm. That's solid. If he says the data may change, the data is not going to change, but we may get more data that gives us more information. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's the same thing. Like everybody acts like there's there's 100% certainty in everything. There mm -hmm. isn't. You know, people wind up getting uh, rise syndrome because they take aspirin. 99% of people can take aspirin with no problems. Mm -hmm. And everybody acts like, oh, my God, we never knew. Yes, you knew. You just didn't think about it because it wasn't a problem with you. Same thing happens with science. We started out not knowing a damn thing about this virus. There's been so much research done. We know so much more than we did last year. Even, you know, three months ago, we know more than we knew. This is the kind of thing that the sausage making is something that the general public has never paid attention to before. Right. 
Never. No one's ever paid attention to it except other scientists. And we would talk to each other and we would discuss and we would go to these meetings. This sort of thing is now happening in full view of all the public who's watching who is trying to relate this to some situation in their life. That is not the way it's ever going to work. And I think that is one thing about this era that I think people didn't see coming is I think people thought there, well, there were a certain contingent of people who thought that uh, exposing things to sunlight, bringing it to the light of day, showing the public, you know, all of its sides is going to make them more educated and make them more open and understanding about these issues. And it seems like it's done the opposite. It seems like... Well, that was non-scientists who saw who thought that. I'll be, probably. Sure, I'll be honest with you. Because I'm thinking about also things like in the legal field, like... Um, when certain law, the way certain laws are worded or the way certain laws are carried out, people hear certain terms and they think of, they relate it to their life. But I'm like, some of these are terms of art. It doesn't mean the same thing it means for you. Fraud exactly. doesn't mean the same thing to an attorney that it means to you exactly. as an individual. And I think it's the same thing for science. And, you know, as it turns out, it's the same thing for for politicians, too. There were a lot of discussions that were had and handshakes that were made and deals that were made that were probably in the best interest of the people but sound really bad or sound like compromise and maybe some of those things did better when they weren't exposed to the light of day well I, also and i think that again is something i harp on a lot the need for real expertise just because you can google something doesn't mean you actually understand it mm -hmm. and so People who are pushing for, well, it should be everything should be out there, and then you get people who come to the craziest conclusions because they're missing big chunks of the information that you would know if you were a professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's not helped by additional confusion. Confusion, like for example, the next story: former CDC director criticizes new study that raises doubt about wearing masks. Uh, yeah. Again, part 822, talking about do mask work. So there was a study from Denmark released on Wednesday that concluded that surgical masks do not protect against the coronavirus. I haven't seen the study. I couldn't find a link to it, but that sounds like it was written by scientists and they sound like they're disagreeing. So it sounds like, well, then do we know if masks work? Mask work. And... <laughs> Tom Frieden just looked so I I could just hear what he was saying. Tom Frieden is such a good follow on Twitter by the way. Like he he's like a, a this beacon of of just steady calm knowledge. It's like that is not true. This and this yeah, and this. Yeah, but they treated <laughs> him like a dog under under um Ebola. Mhm. Mm they acted like he had no idea what he was doing. His head was up his butt, you know. I will say, on context, you know, it it reveals a lot. So, in the current context that we're in, in the current circumstances, he seems like he is quite knowledgeable and very good at communicating he was quite scientific things. Then too. Yeah, and very good at, at scientific communication, I would say. And I think he was too, but people just didn't want to hear it. Hmm. Do what? So, what should we know about that? Because I don't recall him getting a lot of because I probably wasn't paying that much attention to Ebola because it seemed very, even when we had a couple of cases in the U.S., it seemed very far away to me. So I didn't follow it too closely. But yeah, was, as you remember, it was like my whole damn life mm -hmm. for months. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
What was so? Um, what was the issue with Tom Friedman though? Friedman. Friedman. Um, just that you know he was trying. It was the same thing that's happening now. He was trying to explain things in a proper way, and everybody just came up for. Well, he don't know what he's talking about. You know, hmm. how could it be there and it's not coming here? And I don't. It was the same thing as it is now. Hmm. Hmm. And he was on television all the time. It's the, he was actually pretty good at it, but it's the same thing as the CDC director now. They just, nobody likes him, so doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and I, will... I think, unfortunately, your predisposition to whatever it is affects what you hear no matter what they say. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know how you fix that, though. If you don't everyone, know, you know I don't know. Everyone has biases and, ev- and everyone has presuppositions. Some are more outlandish than others. I don't, I don't know how you eliminate that. That's something. That's a muscle you have to train to kind of suppress that when you're trying to learn something. That's actually one of the things I noticed when I like took economics classes because a lot of things seem counterintuitive when you study economics, like, well, it, consumers don't actually do that, or that doesn't actually make sense, but you have to suppress, you have to suppress that in order to learn what they're trying to teach you. And then once you understand it better, you can make more knowledgeable or educated critiques about, well, that theory is flawed because of this. But to get to that point, you have to kind of suppress your intuition to kind of absorb the knowledge that's not something that just comes naturally i guess yeah i don't know how you fix that but i will just quote him one last time for everyone in the rafters an n95 mask is better than a surgical mask a surgical mask is better than most cloth masks a cloth mask is better than nothing that's basically what you need to know yeah the study really seems to be kind of sad pitiful it was sort of re- it was relying on people who said oh i did my test at home i don't even know if the home tests are that great that's what i wanted to ask you too so in that first article um they said that the biden administration was um not not necessarily eager but were pleased to see that uh, home testing had been a, a particular home test had been approved by the fda Emergency use only or real approval? Uh, I don't read this anymore, so I don't know. Yeah, let me look at the actual quote. They said, uh, Yeah, three months ago, I would know this. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm reading it right. Commercial labs. Testing. Make sure the disease until you do that. This is social drive. Public health laboratories. Huh. New types of COVID nineteen tests. Uh, okay. 
Weapons Production Act. I'm almost positive the FDA did approve new antigen tests. Mm-hmm. Let me just Google it because I remember seeing that something. I had thought just... it was an EUA, but. EA COVID at home test. First rapid at home COVID-19 test is available. Emergency use authorization. Yeah, that's okay. not really that's not really approved yet. <laughs> okay, so what's the distinction again between an EUA and emergency use authorization and full FDA approval? Okay, so EUAs are like we got nothing else in the hopper, let's try it. And EUAs get yanked. So there was a one of those um, Abbott tests, it got yanked because it was bad. Mm. They did a whole lot of antibody tests. They just EUA'd like 50 antibody tests and like 45 of them sucked. Have you gotten your hands on any of these at-home tests or like have you? No. So you <laughs> I'm haven't not even paying for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a, a lot of people are starting to rely on them for like Thanksgiving and like I, I, I sometimes feel conflicted because everyone should just stay home that's the safest things to do but i understand people who are trying to take precautions and think that they're being safe but they're not so i've i've heard of people who are just like we're all going to get the you know the at-home tests and then we're just going to wait five days and then you know get tested test ourselves again and then we're going to meet up and i'm like well first of all my concern with these at-home tests has always been not even whether the test works or not i'm not a scientist but my question is, are you using it right? Are you well, following the instructions? That, are you collecting the proper sample for the test to work? Yeah, right. Not only that, but these, from what I'm looking at for the packagings or for the, the user, mm -hmm. you basically swab and you send it away. So it's not even like any kind of new test. It's just you take your sample at home. You don't have to drive anywhere and have somebody stick the swab up your nose. It's not even a new test. So it's the same it's test you would get collection. if you, so it's the new test, the same test if you had gone into a facility to get it done, mm -hmm. right? They just packaged it for you to do at home by yourself. Right. And, and then you send it to the still, lab. It's still going to take three days. So if you're doing it when you get in the car to drive to grandma's house, it's way too late. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people understand that. Of course they don't, because nobody reads. They just, oh, oh wait. I heard on TV, so-and-so. So, wait. so, so. so I'm reading a, a press release from the FDA. This was November 17th. It says the Lucera COVID-19 all-in-one test kit works by swirling the self-collected self sample swab in a vial that is then placed in the test unit. In 30 minutes or less, the results can be read directly from the test unit's light-up display that shows whether a person is positive or negative. That's not what the, the package insert says. That's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at literally, this is from the FDA.gov yes, press Yes, I'm on release. the FDA site as well. Oh, I'm confused then. Is it the Lucera test that you're looking yes, at? Yes, it is the Lucera test. Then someone's lying. Because I'm reading the press release literally word for word. The test works by swirling the self-collected sample swab in a vial that is then placed in the test unit. 
In 30 minutes or less, the results can be read directly from the test unit's light-up display. Yep, that's going to be a problem. And this is, okay, so this is where I can't even be too mad at people because let's say you have been person, someone who's been doing what they're supposed to do the last six, seven months. You really want to see grandma for Thanksgiving and you think that, oh, the FDA has approved this test. I can get this test and know if I have it and I won't kill my grandma. That's not a bad person. I don't. <laughs> and also you have to have a doctor's prescription to do it. You're not walking mm -hmm. into the store and deciding to buy it like a pregnancy test. True. So you've taken some time in advance to prepare. I, I feel like this could unduly punish a lot of people who are trying to do the right thing. I don't even know if I, I don't even know how to get to the bottom of what's the issue here. Why do these two things conflict? Don't know. But they're, bo they're both on the FDA site, and I'm not hmm. happy with the FDA <laughs> commissioner right now. I We need Peggy Hamburg back. She would just be so much better. Yeah, I'm, I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything. No, I so believe like, you. I think it's it, it's just in two different places, just wrong. It is also authorized for use in point-of-care settings, so a doctor's office. When it's used in a point of care, the sample must be collected by a healthcare provider. But I guess if you're at home, you can do it by yourself. And that has always been my concern with at-home tests. It doesn't matter how good the test is. It could be 99% effective, but I know from work, my, the little time I worked in a lab, if the sample's trash, the data's trash. Uh -huh. So I, uh, okay, well, that's, hmm. I feel like I should tweet that out. That seems <laughs> confusing and <laughs> people should be aware of that because you know someone is looking at this right now going, yay, I can go see my auntie or I can invite my grandpa over. And Anybody who was jumping at that anyway, they're sort of looking for an excuse. Well, yes, uh, everyone's looking for an excuse at this point. I'm not even going to be too mad at them for that. It is Thanksgiving. You're, you're, everyone's going to be looking for a way, a reason, a possibility to get the pecan pie. I get it. And so this is Learn really. That, that would do it. Well, not it, everyone, you can make your own turkey or pecan pie, but it don't taste the same as grandma's or your uncle's or whatever. So, I mean, I, I get if the. You uh, some time with grandma, it would. Yes, that's what they're trying to do. They're, no, try, they're trying to spend time with grandma. Spend some time with grandma. Like, I can cook my grandmother's foods. Because I spent some time with grandma. Mm. So you young people out there who have not spent enough time with grandma, when this is all over, go spend some time with grandma. I, I get all that. But sometimes you just like someone making it for you. <laughs> you mean you're a lazy ass is what you're trying to say. No. Some people. Yeah. No, that's not true. Some people actually enjoy making Thanksgiving dinner. And some people actually enjoy people making it for them. Uh -huh, and sometimes the two things collide. And it's great. It's perfection. Yeah. No, because I, I might switch off. It's like, oh, I do Christmas, you do Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. I don't have to cook. That's the beauty of it. All right. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone trying to throw shade. I'm just saying. <laughs> who's cooked Thanksgiving dinner for at least the last 15 years, I just don't want to hear it. So do you enjoy cooking Thanksgiving dinner? I do it because my family likes it. And do you enjoy doing it? Not necessarily. Okay. But well, it's not the hardest meal to cook. For me, Christmas is much harder than Thanksgiving. Christmas is Thanksgiving, only hard because there's like you know 20 it. different things to cook. Thanksgiving is no, some staples. 
Thanksgiving has a set menu. You don't right. have to worry about it. You know what you're cooking every year. Exactly. Christmas is be like, well, this time I want pepper news and ham, not turkey. <laughs> That's a Christmas cookie. I know what it is. What? Someone can make a request for pepper news. Uh-huh. Okay. It's actually pretty tasty. It's like a soft ginger snap. Uh-huh. I don't like ginger. What? Wait, what? I don't like ginger and, and like gingerbread and no. Oh, you don't like um like ginger baked dishes? Right. Oh, okay. I was like, you don't eat ginger. <laughs> oh, no. I eat a lot of ginger. I just don't like it in cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think because mostly ginger cookies are like molasses based. And so some yes. I know some people don't like the molasses. I can't stand um, it. Yeah. It, it's, an, it's an acquired just, I taste. I like the gingers and the cook, ginger and the cookies anyway. Mm, I, I, if they could do it without the molasses, I like the concept of a ginger snap. It's not my favorite cookie. But uh, I can deal with a pepperdews because it's got that nice little icing on it. It's it's good. This is devolved into our Christmas podcast. But I'm Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so that's something to look out for. Um, hmm. Let me make a note to myself. I'm going to probably test that out, send that out from the account. Um, yeah, just remind everybody that an EUA is not actually the FDA approved the test. Yeah. Oh, can you send me in the chat? Send me the link to what you're looking at, the insert. Oh, I just closed it. All right, I can do that. Yeah. And did, you saw the press release, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. Hmm. Yeah, I have to tell people because I also I have family members that have been talking about like what I'm going to use that at home test and then I'm going to go do this or go do that. Well, you're going to have to have your doctor get you the at home test. Mm hmm. People think they're just going to run into the Walgreens and grab it like a pregnancy test. That's not the way it's going to work. Well, I hope that doctors are advising people to get it done in the in the facility at least. And not give them the option to, oh, I'm going to stay home and just do it myself. Uh, but you can't, so. <laughs> well, no, you can if a if a doctor writes you a prescription. Or yeah, gives if you a doctor to... writes you one, but everybody's not going to be thinking to have their doctor write them one. They think they're going into Walgreens mm -hmm. and buy it the same way you buy a pregnancy test. Yeah. Oof. All right, let's move to something lighter. <laughs> Um, so, the Pope. <laughs> this isn't exactly scientific, but I'm going to put it under technology. That, that's, how I, that's how I'm going to slide this in here. So, the Vatican is investigating how the Pope's official Instagram account liked a photo of the scantily clad Brazilian model. I just want to make sure you understand. So the Pope has an Instagram account, first of all, an official Instagram account. And Instagram be snitching. So whatever you like, if you have enough followers, it will put underneath the picture or the post. Such and such liked this post. And so the Pope, someone saw his official Instagram account underneath, which is Franciscus. That's the name of his Instagram account. Underneath a post by... A Brazilian model who is, as we say, scantily clad. Scantily. Scantily. Yeah. And it says, uh, Franciscus liked this. <laughs> and I, I looked at the picture yeah. and I can I understand why he may have liked it. 
There's a lot to like. But uh There's a lot of cover to like, I'm sure. Yes. Did you see the picture? I'm afraid not. Okay. It's it's not ridiculous. If you click the link, it's just like it's an ass shot, basically. Brazilian women are really very attractive. I understand. And mm-hmm. he's a South American, you know? Yes, exactly. So it would make sense, you would think. But the problem is the Vatican is saying that no one liked the account. And so the mystery has... <laughs> the mystery's afoot. Who liked the picture? So they've gone to the Instagrams and they've asked them, can you explain why this account says that we liked it? And of course, the obvious answer is because the Pope clicked like. But um, they're saying he did not. (laughs) Theories. (laughs) Go. (laughs) My theory is he's an old man and didn't understand he hit the like button. I wish you'd see some of the stuff my mother sends me when she's on her phone. Mm. She just got a smartphone like late last year because her old phone broke and we couldn't replace it with the same model mm-hmm. because it was so old. And every now and then she texts me something which is absolute nonsense. Like I just call her up, Mommy, are you okay? Because she didn't mean to do it at all. Mm-hmm. So I think I will say, in his defense, there are many a times when I'm just scrolling mindlessly up Instagram, and if you just happen to tap the same place twice, it's an automatic like. That's what I'm saying. I think, but how did he even get on her page right. in the first place? Well, you don't have to be on her page, but if you follow her, it might Why appear in your feed. Following her? Well, that's the thing. It seems like he's not following her. So it, okay, this is making me go to Instagram. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. see random stuff that are not people I follow. Yes, yeah, so if you do, like, um, I'm not an Instagram person, as you can probably tell. I don't spend that much time on it at all. I just, so occasionally I will mindlessly scroll just to see what people are talking about. But on Instagram, if you hit the magnifying glass and you go to search, I sound like such an old man right now. <laughs> But if you go to the, the search function, like on your home page, when it first opens, if you hit search, a whole bunch of things will pull up, not necessarily from anyone that you follow, but just like topics similar or related to things you follow. And then you can just click one of those pictures and you can just scroll and scroll and it'll show you things similar to or, or you know, like that. Okay, so so like, for instance, I, yeah, like, for instance, I follow like some food blogs. And so if I click the magnifying glass, I see a bunch of like people cooking. I see like some uh, takeout dishes. And if I click one of those, I can just scroll, scroll and scroll and scroll. And it will just show me things similar to that from all these different accounts that I do not follow. What's that? You follow food blogs now, huh? Yeah, why not? It's food porn. And it gives me some ideas, you know, for things to either order or things to eat or things to try to cook. So, yeah, it's just it's soothing. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I never search, and so I'm looking down. I'm seeing like my play cousin from home, and mm-hmm. uh, Jess Wood, and Wonga, mm-hmm. and you know people I already know. I I just have never seen any Brazilian butt shots before. But well, if you I guess it's because I don't search. Exactly. If you had any Brazilian ass models in your feed, then when you hit that, it might show up like 
some other people that you don't so, follow but are similarly shaped. Okay, so uh, I'll take your word for it. So my theory is he may have followed at some point, maybe by accident, I don't know. He may have followed one of these model accounts and so he went to search and was scrolling and it just happened to pop up and then his thumb like slipped twice and then or he just likes ass. It could be that the Pope just really likes ass. You know, I, I'm just and saying. And there's really no harm looking. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm of two minds. You're still celibate if you're just looking. I'm of two minds though because it's growing up Catholic. I don't think I've ever heard a priest or a nun or anyone ever acknowledge that they look at not even pornography but just like racy photos they don't talk about sex of course not maybe they should maybe they should acknowledge that you know i don't look at porn because that's a sin but if someone's wearing a really tight you know dress or a bikini i i get titillated what, what's wrong with that i just if he were looking at porn i would like it more i just well yes than touching children of course yeah i i i don't think he touches any children but I no just, i like not pope. himself <laughs> I, yeah i like this pope and and it's sort of like i didn't watch cnn until i saw chris cuomo getting ready to beat somebody up in the street in new york and i thought you know i kind of like him a little better now wait who do you try to beat in the street when was this <laughs> somebody walked up to chris cuomo and called him fredo and he lost his damn mind Mm -hmm. And that's when I started watching him, and then he got COVID, and after he got COVID, he got kind of black. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's what's supposed to happen when your personality changes, but yeah, Cuomo, he basically told somebody, I will end you right now, and I thought, you know, mm. I've been watching this guy. I appreciate the realness. Yeah, that, that was exactly it. So that's I feel like, I feel, about the Pope, I feel like him and, yeah, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I almost want him to just acknowledge it and go, I'm sorry, guys. It was really inappropriate of me to click like on that photo, but I am human. And from time to time, the ass cheeks be calling. I, yeah, I don't. I think he didn't click it on purpose. I think he did the old man, what is this? And then yes. it got a click. That's, that's what I think. Or maybe he was just looking for people to pray for. And he, was, he thought it would send him like he was trying to bookmark it because the bookmarks over there. But he accidentally clicked it twice, and so it's a like. Uh, I think you just should leave the pray thing out of there because it's the evangelicals who are all about sex and prayer. Mm. That's true. I, I think I almost think it would be healthy for Catholics to talk a bit more about sexual feelings. You could still be like, "Oh, stay celibate," and well, you shouldn't do pornography because that's just watching people fornicate, but. The human form is uh, it's very nice to look at. Then it's not fornication, so you can watch, right? I, I guess isn't that coveting? I guess I don't. I, I it's been so long since look, Sunday school. Catechism was ages ago. Look, I was raised a Baptist. You're just not supposed to have sex at all unless you get married. So boring. At all, ever. Mm. Only Can't. with your husband, and if you do it with somebody else. Spiritual marriage, and you'll never be right. Yeah, I don't. You couldn't have had it harder than a Baptist. Mm. Well, I think yeah, a lot of the things with the Catholics is they just don't talk about it. I, I feel like a lot of the 
the um, the Protestants will talk about it as like a sin. Catholics won't really talk about sex that much. At least not in church or at catechism or in class. It's not talked about a lot. I don't know how they talk to men, but I know they talk to the young girls like just don't ever. Oh, yeah, I can't. Let's see. Okay, so I went to an all boys high school and I went to a Catholic um, middle and elementary school. So I was taught by nuns to eighth grade. But after eighth grade, it was all priests. So I can't speak to what the nuns have been saying to the to the women. It may have been some insane craziness (laughs) about keep your legs closed. I don't I don't know. I can't speak to that. Somebody, I used to sing in a gospel choir, and somebody handed us dimes to keep between our knees. What? Dimes. I, I'm I'm not following. If Are they paying you to do something? a dime between your knees, nobody's getting in there. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Anyway, this is a science podcast. I, I'm just trying to explain to the people, the old people out there, that... Everyone makes Instagram mistakes, including the Pope. <laughs> There's, we're just gonna presume that he was not just scrolling for ass cheeks on a lonely <laughs> I Saturday. Know how the ass cheeks got there? It had to be some Argentine something slide over to South American something. Oh, what is this? And then that's what happened. I just, I feel like either way should be okay, but it it isn't. He should be able to say, I'm just an old man, and I don't know how to click things, and it, it just happened by accident. But he should also be able to say, it was Saturday. I had finished writing my homily for Sunday. I just was scrolling for axe cheeks, and that should be fine. Just, no one's hurt. I don't want she wants the likes. And the funny thing about it is he's a troll, so like mm. he could make up a funny story. I've, I've heard of him trolling nuns before. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, the, oh, the nuns are kikiing right now. Oh, they think exactly. this. They think this is hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> like I think it was one. It must have been New Year's Eve or something. And this, this, he called this convent to wish them Happy New Year. And they had all gone down to town to watch the fireworks. And he's like, "Well, I can't imagine what you women are doing this time of night. You should all be home." <laughs> like he's such a troll. I want to see what his mentions look like now. <laughs> That Vatican WhatsApp, oh, <laughs> the clapbacks. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of nuns in their full regalia doing her same pose. No, no. Just, just no. fully dressed and clothed no, I don't, no, I don't <laughs> with capes and drapes, but they're, they're all standing the same way. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. There's nothing to see. It's just cloth. No. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Yeah, it's his English Twitter doesn't say anything about it. Hmm. Hmm. How convenient. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking at her account, and it's I will say it's a little bit lazy. I feel like she does the same pose eight out of ten times. She just okay, basically her. puts on a different outfit and turns her body the same way. Okay. What's okay? So that, technology. That was that was the yes. This is about technology. Connection. To this story. I'm just trying to teach the, the the old folks out there how to how to scroll these Instagrams with a, with an S. Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too bad we never got that Opal phone. Oh my God! 
if we had the Opal phone, this never would have happened because the Pope would have had uh, his own secret the phone. phone. Actually, oh, I figured it out. I solved it. I know what it is. The Pope has a burner. Duh. <laughs> well, if Duh. he had a burner, wouldn't he use a different name? He forgot which phone he was on. Like that white guy who claimed to be a gay black man. Yes. Patty LaBelle's son or whatever. Yes. I bet you the Pope has two iPhone 11s. One of them is the Pontificus account, and the other one is just, you know, I, I don't know, Slick Slick Rider 32. And he thought he was on the Slick Rider 32. He thought he was on Slick Rider 32. And so he was just scrolling and Instagramming and liking, and then he saw that he, he was like, oh, shit, was I on the wrong phone? Fuck. Um, I never did that. Never did that. That wasn't me. Can't explain it. <laughs> Who did this? Who did this? <laughs> Look, I would like to, to chalk it all up to that, but do you know that the Pope is a is a scientist, right? Mm -hmm. He he really should be a little bit better. I'm saying it is an honest mistake to make if you put the burner in the same place as your other phone. You know, so some, your burner should be a different kind of phone then. It should be. You should have an <laughs> Android and an iPhone. Right. But I mean, I can see how just in a moment you slip, like at 2 a.m., you're just like tired. And you're just like, where's my phone? There it is. And you pick it up and you log in and you just start clicking and clicking. And you're like, ah, shit, wrong one. Yeah, it should have been uh, Jorge does Argentina or something. He needed a better name so it would be easier for him to remember. Oh, I don't think it was the name. I, because when you go to Instagram, it, does, it doesn't... It does um ask you like to log in you just use your fingerprint or you stay logged in so he thought he had his burner in his hand and so he just logged yeah, in that's he just what he thought he had yep in hand. and then he that just well in his in his left hand he <laughs> thought he had his burner in his left hand and so he just clicked in and he just starts scrolling and liking because you you can when you're scrolling you don't see your account at the top you know it's it stays at the top so you just scroll you scroll you scroll you forget and you click like and you go fuck <laughs> Because it, it was unliked, like, I think the next day. Yeah. So he might have he might have picked up his official phone the next day, and he was going to tweet out some inspirational messages from his Instagram. And he's like, what's this notification? Ah, shit. <laughs> we still love you. I'm just saying, you know what, Pope? Stay human. Papa Francisco is the man. Stay human. And this is such a Jesuit thing to do. I swear to God. <laughs> yes, because they're trying to be the smart ones, right? They're trying to be educate the everybody. And this they're is also the most liberal ones. So it, it makes sense that he would be okay with just occasionally, you know, scrolling, looking for ass cheeks, you know, still feeding the I, poor, still educating just, the masses. I just feel like, like I just like him better now. Me too. I, I stay human. Stay human, Father. Yeah, Papa Francisco's all right by me. Yeah, I, I think this is just an honest mistake that an old any old man would make, and I don't think we should judge him for it. Because I mean, she she do got a nice booty. I can't even be mad at him. It wasn't like he had bad taste. I was just like, you know what? I approve. I'm okay with this. Everyone just get over it. Yeah, he's like the same age as my father. If I gave my father Instagram, God only knows. And you gave your father two phones, his official phone and his burner phone. He could keep track. <laughs> no, 
No, but I used to have to remove questionable uh, material from his. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. That women used to send him. I did. Wait, women would send him? Mm-hmm. Were these solicited? Um, I don't know. Mm. I feel like we have next week's mystery. <laughs> this might be our new segment. No. Social media mysteries. No. No, no. I'm a bus em. <laughs> We solve crimes. I don't think it's a crime. Except for I had to get rid of them. I didn't really need to see a whole bunch of ladies with their legs wide open. Uh, wow. Oh. No one wants to see their parents like that. But at the or same time. Girlfriends on, on AOL either. At the same time, we're all here. So who are we to judge? But. Ugh. All right, I need to stop talking about my family's business. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just want to say you never get over your parents having carnal desires, even though you're sitting right there. <laughs> it, it's it's the never-ending conundrum. It's just like, ew, mom has sex, yet here you sit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a dude thing. I don't think women are that bothered by the whole thing. I think that might be a dude thing. Maybe it is, but it's it's not just the mom. It's the dad, too. Gross. Yeah, but it's, I think it's still it's a dude thing. You think so? Mm-hmm. So you don't think women are as grossed out by their parents? No, no, I do. Just not. dudes. Why do you think yeah, that I is? I think it's a guy thing. Why do you think that is? Something is wrong with a lot of y'all. That's what. I. But you. But if it was a guy thing, you would think it would just be like, "Ew, my mom's having sex," or "Ew, my dad's having sex." Why would it be both of them? I don't know. I just. I, Hmm. I've never really much cared about that sort of thing, so I I, I assume just assumed it's a dude thing. I assumed everyone didn't like the thought of it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's true. Hmm. We to, could do a poll. Yeah, I'll have to do some asking around. I might put another up a, a poll. Well actually I don't know if I should put that on the official Twitter account. Do you Why find not? the idea of your parents stupid to be gross? <laughs> yes or no? Oh come on, stupid is not a bad word. <laughs> At least it's better than the the Pennsylvania Dutch one, which is fetch. Ew. If you're, yeah, fe- you're fetching. Ugh, gross. <laughs> now that's How nasty. Is that gross? The word fetch it makes it sound gross. Makes okay, it sound. This, it, this, I just immediately is, think of a dog's mouth when I think of fetch. Nasty. Okay, this is clearly <laughs> a you issue. It's not even a dude issue. It's just you. No, I'm I'm not saying like the idea of parents fetching is gross i'm saying the idea of using the word fetch for fucking is gross well talk talk to the pennsylvania dutch folks i just grew up around them that's all i know mm. yeah i have to figure out how to word this poll it's like do the ideas uh does the idea of your parents having relations make you heave yes or no and are you female or male yes oh, okay all right well so i'll have yes and you i'm female yeah, I have yeah. yes and I'm female, no and I'm female, yes and I'm male, no and I'm male, and I'm male. And we'll and compare the two. if you get the, the fifth one, this is a stupid poll. <laughs> <laughs> or none of your business would be the fifth one. Lord Jesus. All right. Yeah, okay. That's I think, enough. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we've, we've done enough damage today. Um, we've embarrassed enough people. Tell the, tell the Pope where he, you can find, not the Pope, sorry. Tell the people. Hey. Hey, where you can, can find me anytime he wants. I'm at Koki Talks Crash, and he can pray for me whenever he gets ready. Right, quote, quote unquote, pray for. Right, <laughs> that's what he does. 
he prays for people on Instagram. Hey, I'll put up a picture on Instagram showing my booty if that will get him to pray for me. I mean, that is a, that's some high-value prayer. That is some high-value prayer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so they can find you there. Um, you can always find me uh, at P-Funkin' Around, and the, the show uh, Twitter is You Know Molecules, which is capital U, K-N-O-W Molecules. And yeah, we'll be putting up a poll, and yeah, probably putting up a couple links to uh, the FDA uh, well, actually, we shouldn't link to it. I guess we should just do a little brief explainer yeah, about being cautious about at-home tests. That's really confusing and fucked up. So, yeah, I'm now I'm I'm not focused on the the imbeciles who don't want to do anything about it. I'm focused on helping the people who are trying to be good and then just going about it, you know, being misled. So, that's unfortunate. All right, but we'll see you guys next time.